Hey everyone, it's 4.59, we're going to begin in a minute. Thank you all for coming on. We're going to start with prayer. Father, we thank you. We thank you that we could gather as one. We thank you that we could gather in fellowship. We thank you that we could gather in love. Unto you shall the gathering of your people be. We are gathered unto you. We've come to be fed. We've come to be equipped. We've come to be washed with the waters of your word. We've come to walk in the fullness of your transformation, Father. We have been transformed from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Help us walk in the illumination that your love provides. Help us understand the power that is present in the love of God. Help us understand truly what it means to be loved by God. Father, today, inform us of your love. Transform us in your love. Let us embody the fullness of your love. The love that makes us feel to fullness with the fullness of God. Thank you for this fellowship. We decree that it is we agree with everything that you have purposed for this time. We receive everything the sacrifice of Christ has conveyed unto us for this time. We revoke any distraction. We revoke anything that will take our minds away from fully partaking in what you have set this time to be for your body. We decree ministry alignment, that all things move in purpose. We rest in the fullness of the I am as we become the fullness of you. Holy Spirit, we yield. We are simply guests resting with our Father. Teach us that we may fully embody the person, the nature, and the fullness of the I am. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, everyone. How are you all doing today? We are picking up from where we left off the last time. We are talking about love. We started yesterday talking about how love is the definition for the definition and the reason for the sacrifice of Christ. Love is the why for God. Love was the reason why Christ was sent. Today, we are going to be interrogating a bit more this love statement and discussion. I want us to understand something before we move further. We started by defining love as love begins in the heart, as a feeling in the heart, but evolves into a decision in the mind. It's a decision to be constantly committed and continually content in the one you chose to love. For us, in Christ, God shows us his constant commitment to salvation. God has proven his constant contentment in us through Christ. So when God sees you, he's not evaluating your humanity. He's looking at Christ's divinity. God 
deems you enough for him in Christ. Love is the why of God. And the why of God produced a what? That what is salvation. The what of God is defined by a who. That who is Christ. Love is the why of God. Anytime the enemy tries to lie to you about your worth, tell him you know your why. Because your why is love. And that why priced you as God. Let me break that down. The why of God priced you as God. For John 3.16 says, For God so greatly loved and dearly priced the world. Mm -hmm. He did not say the church. Mm. He did not say the one that is fasting. He did not say the one that has spent um, um, spent time on the mountain. He said the world. Mm. So while you were yet sinners, not when you were perfect, while you were yet sinners, we were all loved by God. Love is the why of God. The why produces a what. Mm. The what is defined by a who. You are not the definition of salvation. Christ is. Come on. Anytime your works are being weighed, the works of Christ should be what you focus on. Anytime the enemy starts saying, oh, you have done this, you have seen, look, my why is love. My who is Christ. Look at the why. Focus on the who. Leave me alone. You are loved. Mm. You are loved. Sons, rest in the love of God. Rest in the love of God. Rest in the love of God. In this year of emergence, sons must know that they are loved. Because if you do not know that you are loved, you will try to earn what love has freely given. If you don't know that you are loved, you will define your worth by the limitations and the puny standards of the world. God deemed you worth God. Because if Christ is God and God will sacrifice for you, God greatly loved and dearly priced you as worth God. So God died that you may be intimate with God. The reason for Christ The reason for Christ is salvation. So the word of God is salvation. Why love? Who Christ? What salvation? Are we all tracking people? Now that's the summary for everything we discussed yesterday. Today we are interrogating deeper this love. And I I want us to start with The first point I want us to make is this. The love of God is the rich and glorious inheritance of the believer. Mm. I'll repeat that again. The first point I want us to understand today is the love of God is the rich and glorious inheritance of the believer. So our first rich and glorious inheritance that we receive in Christ is love. The first rich and glorious inheritance that we receive in Christ is love. Let's prove that in scripture. We're going to go to Ephesians 1, 17 to 18 in the Amplified Version. Ephesians 1, from verse 17 
to 18 in the amplified version. I was going to say if you are there, say uh huh, uh huh. But I know you, no one can hear, me. no one can respond at this point. So, Ephesians 1 17 to 18. I pray, I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, so the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, okay? What are you praying for, Paul? Let's keep going. May grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Okay, what is the spirit of wisdom and revelation for? That gives you a deep and personal and intimate insight into the true knowledge of him. For we know the Father through the Son. Let me pause there. Do we remember John 3, 16, For God so loved that he gave his only begotten Son, whosoever believeth in him may not die, but have eternal life. And then we interrogated what eternal life means, that eternal life is not heaven. Eternal life, according to John 17, verse 3, is knowing the Father in the person of the Son. You said I'm reading AMP, not AMPC. AMP. So, knowing the Father in the person of the Son. So, that means the reason for the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so the assignment of the Holy Spirit, is the knowledge of the Father in the person of the Son. The assignment of the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. is to bring us to the revelation of what Christ has given. So the assignment of the Holy Spirit is the revelation of eternal life. Christ brings you eternal life. The Holy Spirit reveals the eternal life that you have been given. And what is eternal life? Knowing the Father in the person of the Son. To know Christ is to know your Father. Christ is the embodiment of the the Father in love and in power. But you will come to describe, you will come to see today that the power of God is rooted in his love. We will come to see today that is why love is the rich and glorious inheritance of the believer. Let's keep reading. Father of glory, may grant you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that gives you a deep and personal and intimate insight into the true knowledge of him. For we know the Father through the Son. And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit, so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you, the riches, glory, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, God's people. Okay. What is this inheritance? How do we understand this inheritance? So, the assignment of the Holy Spirit is to bring us to revelation in Christ about an, a glorious inheritance in the saints. So, you may start asking yourself, what is this glorious inheritance? You gave us, um, Paul, you gave us, a, you gave us like a tip of the iceberg. Mm. You, you are, you are te- it's like a teaser. What is this glorious inheritance? Paul then explains in Ephesians 3 what this glorious inheritance is. So we are going to go to Ephesians because this is, one tells us about the glorious inheritance. Three explains the glorious inheritance. So Ephesians 3, we are going to go from 14 to 20. Same amplified. Ephesians 3, 14 to 20. If you're there, say, uh-huh, uh-huh. Ephesians 3, 14 to 20. 
I read. For this reason, grasping the great greatness of, the, of this plan, by which Jews and Gentiles are joined together in Christ, I bow my knees in a reverence before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives his name. We are named by our Father in love. The assignment of the believer is to, is to receive and embrace the love of God in Christ. We are named by God. I, give, I always give an example. When I talk to my when my wife wants to introduce herself, when I want to introduce myself, I say, I am Osi. Oni will say, I am Oni. I am is the name of God. So you are simply adding your inscription to the sole name of his definition. So you are defined by your last name and your last name is I am. Mm. You are in Christ. So every time you introduce yourself, you are introducing yourself as the I am. Mm. The question I want to ask us today, what are you adding to the I am that you define yourself as? Come on. I am what? If you say I am, some people say I am stupid. I am. So you insult yourself in addition to the name of God in you. I am is the name you have been given. Walk in the fullness of the I am. Let me go back to where we were. From whom every family in heaven and on earth derives his name, God, the first and ultimate father. Now, may he grant you out of the riches of his glory. So now we are here. Paul is explaining what that glorious inheritance is. May he grant you out of the riches of his glory to be strengthened and spiritually energized with power. Through his Holy Spirit in your inner self, indwelling your innermost being and personality, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and you, and may you, having been deeply and securely rooted and grounded in love. Okay. So the inheritance, the glorious inheritance that he's talking about here is love. The glorious inheritance that the believer has is the love of God. Hold on. That brings us to another point, which is the second point we are going to discuss today. The reason for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and the gift of Christ is to receive and comprehend the love of God. The reason. So, first, I said the first point we have to learn is that the love of God is the rich and glorious inheritance of the believer. The second point is that the reason for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the reason for the gift of Christ, is to receive and comprehend the love of God. Mm. So, the Holy Spirit in you is not for you to speak tongues, speak in tongues. It's not for any of that thing. The definition, the main reason for the Holy Spirit in you, the main reason for the rooting of Christ in you, in your heart. So, the Holy Spirit indwelling your mind. Christ indwelling your heart is for you to receive, receive in your heart, comprehend in your mind the love of God because you become the love you believe. My God. You My become God. the love you believe. You are a product of the love that you have understood. If you know abusive love, you become an abuser. If you know abusive love, you become a recluse. If you know the true love of God, you embody the one whose love you believe. Mm. 
Love will eventually define you. You will eventually become the image of the love you have received or understood. I will go back to 16. Ephesians 3, I'm, I'm starting from 16. May he grant you out of the riches of his glory to be strengthened and spiritually energized with power through his spirit in your inner self. So the reason why the power of the spirit is in you so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. So, spirit of power. Christ as faith dwelling in your heart. The reason for both of them. So that may you, having been deeply rooted and securely grounded. The, the reason for both of them is to root and securely ground you in love. Yes. My God. And from your grounding in love, what happens? 18. You may be fully capable of comprehending with all the saints, mm-hmm. God's people, the worth. The length and height and the depth of his love. Mm. Fully experiencing that amazing endless love. And that you may come to know practically Mm. through personal experience the love of Christ which far surpasses mere knowledge. Mm. That you may be filled throughout your being. Mm. That you may be filled throughout your being. To all the fullness of God. So that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your lives. Completely filled and flooded with God himself. So the ability of a believer to walk in God is defined by the the ability of a believer to receive and embrace the love of God. God. We just read Mm from 19 that you may come to know. Through practical experience, the love of Christ, which far surpasses men's knowledge without experience. Mm. So the in the so when they say the fullness of God dwells in him bodily, Christ bodily, the fullness of God dwells in you bodily. But your ability to walk in the fullness of God is defined by your ability to receive and embrace the love of God in Christ. A believer that walks in the fullness of God is a believer that understands the love of God. Come on, say that again. A believer that walks in the fullness of God mm. is a believer that walks in the understanding and the receiving of the love of God. Mm. Embrace the love, become the become the image of the giver. Say that again. Embrace the love, mm-hmm. you become the image of the giver. You become the love you believe. Before we go further, please let's just declare. Declare after me. I choose to believe, decree, and declare that. Decree and declare that I belong to the family of God. God is my first and ultimate father. My father has shared the riches of his glory with me. I am spiritually energized by the power of his Holy Spirit in me. I am strengthened by Christ dwelling in my heart as faith. I comprehend all things rooted in my Father's love. I am filled to fullness. With the fullness of God. I am filled to fullness with the 
I need us to understand. In the love of God, mm. you are filled to fullness with the fullness of God. Do you know what it means to be filled to fullness with the fullness of God? That means as Christ is, so are you in this world. As Christ is not Christ the man that walked on earth. Christ the one that is seated in heaven. Seated in Christ. Seated in heavenly places. Seated by on the right hand. So as he is, so are you in this world. So the fullness of God dwells in you bodily. But the only thing that limits your ability to walk in the fullness of God is your understanding of his love. So, third point. The receiving and comprehending of the love of God makes us the embodiment of the love of God. You receive the love. You become the love. You are the image of the giver of love, you believe. God knows this. And he gave us his spirit in our inner man. He gave us Christ. So that between the spirit, the spirit renewing our mind and Christ instructing our heart, we desire what God desires for the same reason he desires it. We think as God thinks for the same reason he thinks it. So the oneness with God is founded on our understanding of his love. Love commands the power of God. Love ensures the presence of God. Love assures the provision of God. Love ensures the protection of God. All this power, presence, provision, protection are all in the love of God. Mm. Now, 19, and so you will begin to know what the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power in us who believe. Mm. You know, we always say it, this scripture, this 19, and unto him who is able to do exceedingly more than we can ask, think, or pray. What? Where is the exceedingly more than we can ask, think, or pray coming from? It's coming from the previous verse. The love of God makes you the superabundance of God in a place. My God. Every son walking in love mm-hmm. walks in the superabundance of God. To know the love of God is to embody the God who loves you. To know the love of God is to embody the, the, the God who loves you. Love is the glory of God in the believer. Come on. So when God says, For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world, so that whoever receives Christ, receives the great love, the, 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 the price and the worth God deems you is God. Mm. And if the definition of that deeming is love, every time you receive his love, you receive the price that was paid for love. Mm. Every time you receive God's love, you receive and become the price that was paid for love. So, when you receive that you are loved by God, you become the price that was paid for that love. So you become the embodiment of the God that was paid for you. And that God is Christ. You embody Christ who was paid in love. So the ability of a believer, I keep repeating it over and over so that we don't forget. The ability of a believer 
to walk in the fullness of the power of God, to walk in the superabundance of Christ. For some other people, to walk in the miraculous of God is by resting, embracing, receiving the love of God. You are loved by God. This is proven in 20. These are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength, which he produced in Christ. Oh, sorry, I'm reading wrong. I'm reading, I should be reading 13. So, now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do superabundantly more than all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Which means the revelation of God's love is the foundation for the manifestation of God's glory in the church. Mm, The revelation of God's love Mm -hmm. is the foundation for the manifestation of God's glory in the church. If the church is looking for God's glory, the church needs to be understanding the love of God. The glory, the manifestation of God's power, the walking in the miraculous of God is defined by the ability of believers to receive, embrace, and understand the love of God. Love is the drawing nature of God to the person of Christ. God proved everything needed that he needed to prove in the person of Christ. Mm. Believer, you are loved. Yes. Love is your rich and glorious inheritance. You are loved by an almighty God. The love has priced you and transformed you into the personification of God. Mm. Love the love you receive mm-hmm. makes you the identity of the lover of the lover that is giving you that love. Mm. Love makes you, forms you, transforms you, and informs you into the nature of God. Let's declare one more time. Declare after me, please. I am richly, sorry, I choose to believe, decree, and declare that. I am richly and gloriously loved by God. The unlimited, surpassing, and immeasurably great power of God is at work in my life. I'll repeat that again. The unlimited, surpassing, and immeasurably great power of God is at work in my life. My life is a testament to the glory of God. I walk in the superabundance of the I am. I repeat that. I walk in the superabundance of the I am. I am filled to fullness with the fullness of God. I emerge as the evidence of the power in the love of God in Christ. I emerge as the evidence of the power in the love of God in Christ. The power is in the love. Love is your rich and glorious inheritance. In this year of emergence, to walk in the fullness of God's glory in every space that you are in, rest in the love of God. You are empowered by the love of God. 
That love makes you powerful in every space that you are in. There is a confidence the bride walks in when she's identified by love. You see a bride and say she's glowing. What makes her glow? What is the glory of the bride? Of the bride? What is the glory of the bride? Love. We are the bride of Christ. We are the family of God. We have inherited the fullness of his love to embody him in every space. No longer shall people be looking at the church and questioning the church because the church does not look like Christ. To know love is to look like the one who has loved. So Father, today, we rest in the identity of love. We walk in the embodiment of your love. In this year of emergence, we will rest in love. We will not walk to earn what you have freely given. We will not look for in other places where you have freely given what you have freely given us in belief. We believe that we are loved. We receive your love. We are worthy children of God because your love has made us worthy in Christ. You deemed us enough. So we rest in the, in the understanding that we are enough for you in Christ. We are loved. We embody that love. We receive the power and identity that comes with that love. We become the superabundance in every place. We become the miraculous in every place by your love. Your love that surrounds us in protection, strengthens us in provision, directs us in the fullness of your nature. Father, we receive that love. In this year of emergence, as we move into the rest of this week, we embrace, understand and comprehend with, along, along with every other believer your love that we may walk filled to fullness with the fullness of God. In Jesus' name, grace is multiplied unto us. We enjoy the love of God, that we fellowship with the Holy Spirit, enjoying the goodness and the mercies of God, being the dwelling place, filled to fullness with God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all. Love you all. Have a blessed week ahead. We'll see you tomorrow, same time. 5 a.m. Look forward.